0: The 76ers organization recently announced plans to build a new arena in Center City. It would be located in the Fashion District and right next to Chinatown. It would be called 76th Place, and it's being targeted for a 2031 opening. So it's a ways away, and a lot can happen between now and then. We wanted to talk about the proposal, what the big issues will be, what the potential is. So we caught up with Harris Steinberg. He is the executive director of Drexel University's Lindy Institute for Urban Innovation. So to start, just kind of when you first heard, saw this proposal for this new 76ers arena, uh, what were your initial thoughts?
1: Uh, I was pretty surprised. It seems like it's a a big building to shoehorn onto a relatively small site, Uh, despite, I think, some of the positives, such as transit that kind of runs under it. I think it's going to be a difficult building to pull off from an urban design perspective in a very elegant way. So it gives me concern. I don't think it's it's undoable, but it's it's a tall order in terms of uh, finessing the design.
0: What are the first challenges or the top challenges? What would you put at the top of the list here?
1: You know, it all has to do with how much can you fit into a, a box of a certain size. So it looks like the parcel is about two and a half acres, which is roughly 120,000 uh, square feet. They need 90,000 square feet for the arena itself. Would the remaining uh, square footage actually allow for interesting restaurants and shops and other uses that would actually face the street, not necessarily inwards to the arena, to give the street edge the kind of life and vibrancy that Market East so desperately needs? I mean, Market East for half a century now has just been a desolate, destitute, no man's land, largely because the gallery was a lot of blank walls. You've got Disney Quest Hall that's been there for 30 years uh, we need street life, and that's really the key to my interest in terms of how this is ultimately designed.
0: What do you like about the proposal? What are some things you find really interesting? Let's not talk realistic for the moment, but what do you? What really kind of jumps out at you? You're like, wow, that would really be something.
1: Well, I think the fact that it's on really what what you'd call the mother load of all transit uh, connections in Philadelphia. It's it's atop the commuter tunnel. All the regional rail lines go through there. Market East. Uh, the market Frankfurt ale goes through the, the Broad Street line is a, is a block away Patco is a block away so that's I think incredibly important and exciting if we're talking about sort of a sustainable future having that kind of public transit access to this kind of facility is a big win um, I think there's a potential also to build above it to create uh, whether it's apartments or, or other uses to give it a 24/7 kind of um you know active life not just not just an arena that's active for maybe 41 days so if if they can really program it in a way that it's continually active that it really taps into uh, the transit that's there that it gives puts life back on the street and adds other uses i think that's you know potentially a, a big win for the city
0: a lot of people have talked about you know for all the positives of the transit uh, a lack of parking not a a parking lot per se how much of a challenge is parking in that area is there enough within walkable distance that could handle it or could be built
1: yeah there's when when, when there was a casino plan for that area we did a study of the parking all along uh I think it's Ludlow Street that's back there and and there's a significant amount of parking the, the numbers escape me at the moment but between the gallery uh, um, strawbridges the the reading terminal market, there's a, a significant amount of parking in addition to, of course, the transit. So you've got to, you know, you've got split modes of of, uh, of how people access the site. Not everyone's going to bring their car. And I think because the transit um, connections are so rich, that minimizes the needs for parking for every single um, uh, participant who comes to the, to the arena.
0: I'm curious, and not as someone who has studied this, I remember back before the Phillies built Citizens Bank Park. They had at least floated the idea of putting a ballpark in Chinatown is this is relatively close, but not the same.
1: Uh, in some ways it's even closer, right? I mean, you've got basically a, a block and a half away. You've got the, you know, the Chinatown arch. So I think Chinatown is a real consideration. The uh, the um, stadium in DC capital one stadium, when it was built, it it raised property values in Chinatown and evidently uh, depressed the number of actual Chinese who are living there now. So I think that's something that we need to take seriously. What would be the impact on the Chinese community? Are there ways to mitigate it through any sort of policy measures? That's a, that's a big open question. The other kind of piece of uh, kind of urbanism that's at threat is Reading Terminal Market itself. Will this overwhelm the market? Is it positive for the market? I think that's something for us to consider. Uh, the market itself is is largely obviously a a Philadelphia jewel, but it also is heavily used by the convention center. So I, I don't think that in and of itself will necessarily be a, a killer for the market. But all of these are kind of delicate ecosystems and when you put something this big, kind of in, in a small location like that, you got to take these issues into consideration.
0: I heard a lot of knee jerk uh, comparisons when this first happened to Madison Square Garden, you know, with transit and stuff like that. Is that a would this be, and I'm not talking about iconic level or anything like that, but just from a meat and potatoes, how you get there, where it sits, you know, would would this be trying to do something similar to what you see in New York with Madison Square Garden?
1: Very much so. I mean, I think Madison Square Garden is, uh, is not the best example to cite in terms of its urban design, but in terms of its uh, transit connections, yes. it's it's in It's in the middle of the city. It's sitting on a rich transit vein, just like this one is. And I think in that way it's, it's a comparable comparison. Uh, what I would not want this to do is become actually Madison Square Garden, which really, much like the gallery and other development around that area, don't does not uh, give anything back to the street. They're just big hulking skyscrapers on top of uh, uh, the, the stadium, on top of a, 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 a yeah, train station, with absolutely no kind of um, vibrant street life uh, on on. Uh, sixth avenue or 34 or 34th street
0: how much of a challenge is putting a facility like this onto an existing area like this i mean we see skyscrapers go up all the time but you know something like an arena is a little different you know how much of a construction challenge would this be
1: well, the challenge will really be building over the, the train lines, and that's something we know how to do, and everything is um, already um, the, structured for that. So there are transfer beams that enable, would enable uh, a structure to be built above it. Whether it, it's they're designed to hold this kind of facility, we don't know yet. But um, I think from a logistics point of view, it, this is not a, a significant challenge. It's not like we're, we're, we're doing it in the river, we're not doing it on the side of, of, uh, of, of the water. This is literally in a place where that we've already built before, where we have a significant infrastructure underneath that that is primed and ready for development on top of it. And so I I think it would be um, not necessarily a slam dunk, you know, easy fit, but it's it's certainly not a big challenge.
0: We're so used to in Philadelphia having the sports complex and kind of this area that is, you know, this is where you go if you're going to watch a game in the city. How unusual... Is it to have a complex like that in a city this size that's relatively easy to drive into and out of?
1: I mean, how unusual usual would it be to have one uh, on Market Street?
0: No, just the sports complex in general. It's something we take for granted. Oh. How unusual is it for cities to have kind of an area like that that you know is away from the middle of the city?
1: Um, that's really not that unusual at all. In fact. Uh, Over the past 20 years, there's been a movement to bring stadiums back into the city, starting with Camden Yards as the first one, sort of as the the iconic model. Uh, And as you can remember, the the Philly Stadium before the Chinatown proposal was proposed for uh, Spring Garden, that it would actually kind of be kind of within a neighborhood. So um, in terms of stadiums that have been built within the past 30 or 40 years, it's not unusual the earlier stadiums like Connie Mack or Fenway Park or some of the parks in um, in Chicago, those are actually in dense urban neighborhoods. Now, they're much smaller stadiums than you would build today because everything is sort of supersized for the cup holder generation. But the older ones kind of snugly fit kind of within their urban settings in a way that didn't overwhelm them, but actually were kind of a, a, a part of the community as opposed to being sort of an alien uh,
0: land in. We need to take a break. We will have more with Harris Steinberg right after this. This is KYW News Radio in depth. And we are back on KYW News Radio in depth, continuing our conversation about the new proposed 76ers arena with Harris Steinberg. So this would be 2031, would be when this would open. We're in 2022 as we're speaking. So there's a lot of time. There are a lot of things that can get off track. What do you see are, as the biggest kind of hurdles? that would have to be crossed to bring this idea to reality, because I, a lot of different things have to be taken care of on a lot of different fronts before you even start to put a shovel in the ground.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think from a, a social point of view, the issue of Chinatown and the, the impact of the stadium on this Chinatown community is something that should be addressed up front and, and kind of in, 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 in an honest conversation between the developers, the city and the community. Um, I think the impact on Market East as a whole, what that's going to look like in terms of the number of of, uh, of uh, people who are coming to the stadium, what does what it what does it look like when they're surging and into the stadium and coming out of the stadium? Market Street's a big street; it can certainly hold that kind of volume, but, but it would be good to kind of test the impact of it, kind of on the streetscape itself as well as on the surrounding businesses like Reading Terminal Market. Uh, from what I've read in the paper, there are going to be potentially some zoning or other um, entitlements that are going to be necessary through council. So it will ultimately go through uh, some kind of re- review process and possible kind of variance process that will in- in invariably extract some um, community benefit agreements from uh, from council and from the local community. So I think there's like with any large scale construction There will be a a protracted community process that will kind of have to play out in order for the developers to get the go-ahead to move forward.
0: So I'm curious, as someone who studies things like this, give me, let's say it's Bill, what is the best case scenario for the area after the arena goes up? Like, what would be the best case for what we see, not just within that structure, but for the area around it?
1: Well, best case is that it would be a catalyst for the revitalization of Market Street East. I think we've been looking for that kind of, uh, uh silver lining for, for literally for 50 years. Uh, and, it, and it still is a pretty kind of, um, nondescript, some might say depressing kind of a part, part of the city. So could this create, uh, a, a, a district That has more theaters on it, for instance, because in some ways this is like a big theater. Does it become like Broadway or Times Square? Uh, I think I think that would be of interest to me in terms of how it might kind of generate a larger identity for the for the district and give it something that could really sort of make it uh, kind of uh, sustainable for the long term.
0: And on the other side, what would it's built and what could be the worst case scenario? Well,
1: worst case scenario is it's just a big box with no windows, there's no doors, there's no uh, there's no um, uh, shops or restaurants or anything that open up onto the street, and that just replicates the original gallery or any of these large scale buildings like the Mint that's that's close by, where you you have kind of a deadened street, you have virtually no no street life that's really inviting. And it just creates a, a further unsafe condition as opposed to contributing to a, a safer city. So that would be the worst case scenario. And that's that's my biggest concern. Now, the developers say that they're, they understand that. They say they're working with a, a pretty good architect, Gensler, uh, on the design. I haven't seen it. So I'll reserve judgment until I see um, kind of some of the preliminary designs. But, but that is my biggest concern. And that's what I wrote in the, in the inquiry last week is what does the street life looks like? What, what, what kind of activity is on the street? I, I noted, um, the, the famous urbanist Jane Jacobs when she was writing in the 1960s and, and decrying a lot of the work that Robert Moses was doing in New York. She talked about the ballet of street life, how it was always constantly changing. And that's what really gives cities their ineffable kind of je ne sais quoi. It's not they, you, you, you don't expect sort of, kind of anything standard, it's really what pops up as you're walking down the street that gives it life and vibrancy and vitality. And that's, that's hard to um, manufacture whole cloth, but, it, but it's not impossible. And that's where I'd like to see the developers kind of put their mark.
0: And my final question, we talked about, you know, you're looking at 2031 for this to come to fruition. So that's nine years. Right now, given the idea, given the plan, given the the landscape, uh, political landscape, the actual landscape, what would you say are the chances that you and I can go to a Sixers game in 2031 at this new facility? One, there's no chance. Ten, absolutely going to happen. Where would you put it right now?
1: Um, I'd I'd probably put it in the the six to eight range. I mean, it definitely seems like from the reaction from the politicians and others that they're, um, if not cautiously optimistic, some of them are very optimistic. Uh, again, I think we've got to kind of see how the Chinatown conversation plays out. These these kinds of issues that may seem minor to begin with often have a have a, a way of unraveling big projects like this. So I think we have to be cautious and we have to be careful. But but my sense, just from the momentum that I'm gathering from the conversations that have been recorded so far in the paper, is that there's there's a lot of support behind. Them.